You're listening to the Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. On today's podcast, I'm interviewing Abby, also known as Belle of the Ball 45. Abby started her blog at just 14, which is really unique in the blogging world. We chat about how her blog has evolved, how it's grown, and what's next for her now that she's graduated college. All right, so I'm here with Abby. Everyone knows her as Belle of the Ball 45. Um, But Abby, so tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. So I'm Abby, as Patricia said. I am a recent college graduate from Mercyhurst University. Um, There I studied accounting, marketing, and fashion merchandising, and I'm currently a blogger um, at Bella Football. That's awesome. So uh, tell me a little bit about your childhood now, like where you grew up, what your hobbies were. Um, You know, being a blogger, it takes creativity, it takes some discipline and all of that. So (laughs) were you always interested in writing or style or entrepreneurship? What was that kind of like? Yeah, so I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I've definitely always been a very creative person. I was actually just chatting with my mom this morning, um, just saying some of the funny things I would do as a kid. So I'm sure we all remember Project Runway. Um, My mom and I used to watch that every single week, and I would sit down and do every single challenge that they would do. So I would sketch it out and stuff. I never really sewed that much. Um, So I would do things like that. And then in elementary school, I actually made my own magazine called Inspire, which is so funny. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I have to dig one up because it is hilarious. So I basically would just take computer paper and, you know, print out pictures of different trends and celebrities and things that I thought were, you know, worthy of being in a magazine and make my own magazine and bring it to school and all my friends would read it. And it was just a very funny thing. Um, Yeah, so there was definitely that side of me, very interested in fashion and sketching and crafting and doing all sorts of things. And then um, I also play a lot of sports. So I feel like, like you said, discipline. Um, My dad uh, was my coach for a really long time. So I would play softball, golf, I basically run track, like every sport you can think of when I was oh my young. Gosh. Yeah, so I loved doing that. Um, so it was kind of like a decision for me when I was growing up, like which route did I want to take? You know, do I want to go further with sports or go further with fashion? And that's kind of what my blog helped me decide. So That's awesome. It sounds like you were a busy kid. <laughs> yeah, I definitely was. My parents very like had me very busy at all times, so I feel like that's why I'm such a busybody now because I'm very used to doing things all the time. Yeah, you're good at balancing then. Yes, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So unlike a lot of bloggers, you started out while you were still in school and quite young. So can you talk a little bit about that? How old were you when you started your blog and why did you decide to start it? So it's really crazy to think about because I was 14 when I started my Instagram, which then turned into my blog. Um, my original name was Bows and Beauty One, which is so creative. <laughs> um, I always laugh at that because I like I have screenshots of my old Instagram and it always cracks me up. Um, so yeah, I basically started as I said, I was a really crafty kid, always doing something. So and I have a lot of cousins that are boys that are my age, so I have a really big family, and I was feeling like I would always bother them. Like I would post a paint of or a pair of shoes, I would paint let's say on my Instagram and I was always like oh well they probably don't want to see this like this isn't what they're interested in so I'll make a separate platform where I can you know post things connect with people who have similar interests 
and whatnot. So I started it when I was 14 and then it grew from there. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So what when you first started it, was it your outfits and or what was it like? Did you do a little bit of more beauty then because it sounded like from the name? What did you originally post and were you featuring on your Instagram? And I basically would just post like anything that I was doing at the time. So I a couple things that stand out in my mind, like I would make cupcakes, but instead of just making the cupcakes, I would pipe like a Tory Birch logo out of chocolate. <laughs> And like, if you scroll back on my Instagram, please don't, because it's very embarrassing when you go all the way back. (laughs) But um, yeah, I would just make random things that had to do with fashion. Like I would paint things or make a bow to put in my hair or on my purse or something like that. So then I basically just made my Instagram to post those type of things and then began to post my outfits. But I was so young that I was really not doing like, I wasn't showing my face or anything. And the pictures Mm -hmm. were so like, low quality I would be in Target and take a mirror (laughs) selfie um but then I just kind of started to you know find my style a little bit more and I figured that people liked those posts better you know you can see how engagement and stuff worked so when I was younger I would post a picture like oh people really liked this one so maybe I'll like do more and then I recruited my mom to help me and she would take pictures of me and we would go do fun things and you know what I mean so it kind of just developed from there that's so amazing. I mean, it sounds like it's evolved a lot from sort of a little bit more crafts and DIYs and what you were doing at the time into now, you know, I feel like you predominantly post style and travel. Um, yeah, so let's sure. talk a little bit about that. How how your blog and your Instagram has changed throughout the years. Well, so it really started out as just kind of obviously me sharing my hobbies and stuff. And then, you know, I grew up with everyone that followed me and it's so interesting Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's such a unique thing that I have because I started so young is that I'm so close with so many of my followers just because they've been following me since I was 14 and since they were 14 so you know we've grown up together we've gone through high school together and the awkward phase when you're like what do I wear and you know what am I wearing (laughs) to prom and you know especially college too uh, I share a lot of college lifestyle things and just you know if I had a really busy week, that's something I absolutely loved that my blog had allowed me to do is, you know, my followers are so understanding of everything. They Mm -hmm. were going through the same thing with college and finals and everything happening in your life at the time. So if I ever needed to take a break and say, hey, I was super busy this week with school or whatever, everyone understood. And they were going through the same thing. So it's kind of a, you know, it shifted content wise, yes, from being crafts and things, but it also shifted like my audience, you know, it was just so great to be able to grow up with all of my followers. So that's so unique. I feel like I feel like a lot of people, you know, they started their blogs later in life. Um, So you really grew up with them. And you've been connected with them for years. And I think that's great that they were able to be understanding. Um, I feel like, you know, people always talk about right now, how mean followers can be and um, people on the internet. So it sounds like you've had kind of a little bit better of an experience, at least most of the time. Yeah, for sure. And I find that a lot of my followers too, I have such a relationship with them where if they, you know, need to message me about something they're going through at school or with the whole coronavirus thing, like we are all going Mm -hmm. through this weird time of, you know, we're not graduating like you would normally have you're not, you know, spending that time with your friends. So I talk to so many people just on a personal level about my life and their life. And it's such a great relationship to have. Like, it's crazy to think that you, you know, I feel like when you grew up, everyone is like, oh, don't trust the internet. Like you can't meet people on the internet. 
But my whole life really has like, you know, growing up for me was meeting people online and becoming friends with people and then taking those relationships into real life. And I've made some of my really great friends now from blogging. So it's been a really positive experience. That's amazing. So have you met some of your followers or, you know, other bloggers then in real life and become good friends with them? Yeah, for sure. So it's actually funny. My friend, Abby, um, she lived in Hilton Head. Um, so basically I had collaborated with her. She had a blog at the time and we had done a little collaboration on a post and my family would vacation in Hilton Head like once a year, I think. So I had planned to meet up with her when I was there and it was hilarious. So got off the plane, we were starving. We were like, let's go out to eat. So my family walks in this restaurant and, you know, I kind of had my head down. I was talking to someone and then I look up and Abby was working at the restaurant. So I was like, <gasps> we both were like, Abby? And then we were like, literally have been friends ever since. She lives in New York now. I go visit her all the time. Um, and then that same trip, I met my friend Cam, who I also met through social media. And there's just been so many people that, you know, like, I was a little nervous too, because I was quite young. So my parents were like, yeah. I don't know if you should go meet with these people and stuff, <laughs> you know, because they didn't really know what was going on. I was just telling them about it. So, um, yeah. but they were always so supportive and then they, you know, had me go meet everyone. And now my mom and Cam and Abby, we all have hung out. So it's just so funny how the way, how the way things work. That is so funny. I feel like it's true. Even with me, I've met so many people through Instagram or social media or blogging and you become really close with them. Cause sometimes growing up or going to school, you become friends with people because of the situation, because right. you're both in the same class together or, you know, you play the same sports and you don't necessarily have anything in common, though, besides that. Whereas some people that, you know, you meet on the quote internet, you have so much yeah. more in common with, like, right. uh, which is just so funny. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I really loved about it. And it, I think that's why it attracted me to Instagram and things like that when I was so young. Because, you know, yeah, you have your friends, but everyone has different interests, which is great. Mm -hmm. But it's also like sometimes you want to connect with someone on things that you love and hobbies that inspire you. And then they'll inspire you to do other things. And it's just so much fun. And I I think my whole life has been just so inspired by so many different people through the platform. And I'm so lucky to have had that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, So, you know, going back to kind of what we talked about a little bit ago, what advice do you have for balancing? Because it sounds like even growing up, you were so busy before you had your blog. But then now, um, you know, you were a senior trying to graduate and blogging, and I'm sure you get offered lots of trips to travel on for blogging and opportunity and sponsorships. So how do you balance everything? And what advice do you have um, for someone else, you know, who might be doing the same thing with blogging, or maybe just need help with balancing in life in general? Right, I think for me, my major thing that I always focus on is taking things one day at a time. Because, you know, if you look very far into the future, which a lot, I tend to do that to myself a lot, you know, I'm the type of person like, I wish I had my entire life planned out. But you can't do that to yourself. And that's my thing. Like, sometimes I'll look a week in advance. And I remember, especially when I was in school, it would be like, okay, well, I'm traveling this place this weekend. And I have these posts due. And I have three exams this week and all this stuff going on. And if you just look at it like that, you're going to stress yourself out. And I make Mm -hmm. lists and I go crazy. And then I'm like, okay, you know what, take a step back. Everything always gets done eventually. That's my whole motto. I'm like, okay, Friday, after the week is over, it's all going to be done. I know it'll be done because it always does get done. So I just think waking up in the morning, making a list, prioritizing what you need to do that day. And then if you get anything additional done, great. But I'm also, I love putting uh, things I've already accomplished on my to-do list. 
So let's say I woke up in the yes. morning and I had to like do something for class, put it on your to-do list and check it off. It makes you feel good. And then it kind of inspires you to go with the rest of your day. You know what I mean? So yeah, I do the same thing. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, you have, I feel like I can't make a to-do list unless one thing has already been done on the to-do list. Yeah. It motivates you to do the rest and it makes you feel like you can conquer it all. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like with school and stuff, like it it will get done. And the thing is like, if it doesn't get done, it's not the end of the world. My best friend um, who I've been best friends with since kindergarten, she always says like, is this going to affect me in 10 years? And most Mm -hmm. of the time it's like, it's really not going to. So why are you stressing yourself out about something that really doesn't matter right now? You know what I mean? It does right now, but it's not going to matter in the future. So especially with school, you know, like that one exam, yeah, study for it and stuff, but don't like go crazy over it. You know, it's not that Mm -hmm. big of a deal. Like you can always recover from one bad exam or one bad day or something like that. So just focusing and taking things day by day. That's great advice. I think a lot of people can relate to that and use some of that information. Um, So when did you realize that your blog, I guess, was more than a hobby that maybe, you know, you could make money off of it. You could make a career out of it if you wanted. Um, When did you figure that kind of out that you saw the transition there? I feel like it wasn't me figuring it out on my own. It was almost companies had been reaching out to me. You know, when I was young, I would just post like when I first started out, I would just post Mm -hmm. things that I was buying or, you know, what I was wearing and things like that. And then it started to become a company reaching out saying, oh, hey, we love your content. Can we mail you this to wear? And then it started being, hey, we're working on this campaign. Like, would you like to be a part of it? And it was almost me realizing like, oh, I never set out for it to be a job. It was literally just a creative outlet for me. And then I Mm -hmm. kind of had realized as the industry was developing, because, you know, this was what, probably 2015. So or no, no, 2000, way before that, um, when I was really young, like 2000. 13, let's say. So at that point, the blogging industry wasn't as crazy as it is now. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I feel like those companies just kind of reaching out to me made me realize like, oh, this could be a job and this could be something I do that, you know, could maybe be a career one day. So that's awesome. So speaking of that, I know you just graduated, which congratulations. Thank you. um, From college. But so do you think that you'd want to do this full time or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So for the time being, I am going to try to focus on blogging full time, at least for the next couple months. Um, I just feel like, and I am kind of, I'm only 21. So a lot of my friends Mm -hmm. who have graduated are 22. You know, I started college when I was only 17. So I think for me, I just wanted to take that time because I've never just done blogging. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been doing school, so many other things. I've always had some sort of part-time job or whatnot. So this summer, I really want to focus on blogging and see if it Mm -hmm. could potentially be a career for me. And Mm -hmm. even with, you know, it's a very time consuming thing. Like a lot of people don't realize that, but there's so many things that I'll write down. I'm like, oh, I want to do this type of content or create this video and I never get a chance to do it. So kind of just taking the time to do things that I've been wanting to do and things that I think my audience would love to see. And then, you know, from there, if it is working out great, if it's not go get a real job. What is, I mean, blogging is a real job, but a desk job or something like <laughs> I know that. What you mean. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Well, and now's kind of the perfect time, I feel like, you know, with everything going on. Um, why not try and do this? I feel like blogging is one of the industries that's sort of surviving in COVID. Absolutely. And so many of my friends who have recently graduated as well, they're having a very hard time finding jobs and, you know, mm-hmm. um, relocating and all sorts of things like that, which is just 
I feel like when you graduate, you always think about, oh, I'm going to get this big job and move. And it's so sad for a lot of people graduating now just because it's so much harder. And I think like, you know, I'm so lucky to have blogging to just focus on this, spend time with family and, you know, focus on myself and growing. And then if a job comes in the future, then it does. But if blogging remains my career, then I'm very okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like a great plan. Um, So you have over 70,000 followers on Instagram, which is huge. So what advice do you have or any tips on sort of growing that following and, you know, or even tips for engagement, maybe? So for me, like I said before, I have such a nice relationship with so many of my followers. And I think that is something that is so important if you're looking to grow because you are the only one of you. You know what I mean? You cannot just base yourself on anyone else or say, oh, I want to be like that person. I'm going to do what that person's doing. You have to just be yourself. And that's what comes across as authentic. And then your followers get to know you and develop that relationship with you that is so important for growth. And then that way, you know, they're talking to their friends saying, oh, I follow this girl on Instagram and we're really good friends. Maybe you should check her out or things like that. So I think having that nice relationship and then developing your content and your audience and engaging with your audience is so important. It's a two-way street, you know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. just have it be the followers coming to you and liking all of your content and showing you all this love. You have to, you know, do something for them in return. So I think that's really important. And also don't focus just on the followers. I think a lot of times people get tripped up in that where they're saying, oh, I need to have this many followers by this time. Or they're looking at other people saying, why don't I have that many followers? And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you just take a step back and say, I have really great people that follow me and I have an audience that I relate to and inspires me, I think that's the most important part, especially with social media now, because there's so many different things that are coming at you every day. Just being a source of happiness for that person following you is really important. That's great advice. So, I mean, going off of that, I guess, how do you give um, your followers love? Like, are you responding back to their comments? Are you responding back to their messages? I feel like there's so many influencers who, you know, don't do any of that, honestly. Yeah, I I definitely think it's a priority for me for, you know, DMs and things like that. You know, someone will ask you a question, whether it's something related to your blog, or if it's just something like, Hey, I got this, someone DM me the other day saying, you know, I got this pair of shoes that you ordered. How do I break them in? Like, do you have, you know, they're just having a conversation with you and Uh they're taking their time out of their day and you're the person that they're messaging. So you have to appreciate that because there's so many people that they could probably go to for that, but you're the person that they're looking to for this advice. So just appreciating that and making time to respond to comments, to respond to DMs, email people, Or even like you DM someone once in a while and say, hey, I remember, like, I remember talking to you about graduation. How is it going? Did you find a job? Just, you know, having that relationship that's more than just, yeah, this is where my shirt's from or something like that, I think is really important. That's great advice. And I think that really does help, you know, with your following. And, you know, like you said, not necessarily just the numbers, but I think the engagement is so important in there and the relationships. And you seem to really nurture that, which is great. Yeah, it's probably my favorite part of blogging, especially because, as you mentioned, I've been traveling a lot more as I've been growing my blog. And Mm -hmm. it's just so nice to be able to say, hey, I'm in Charleston or I'm here. Like, does anyone want to grab lunch? You know, if you're there by yourself for a day or something like it's so nice to have an audience that I feel like I have friends and everywhere that I go. So great. (laughs) No, definitely. And we even grabbed coffee in Palm Beach. That was so fun. (laughs) 
I think about that all that the was. time because that was right before everything happened. And that trip exactly. was so nice. And I'm like, I wish I could just like go grab a Stay coffee. Stay there. Like, That's what I, <laughs> yeah. I know. Same. Um, okay. So you've worked on a lot of really cool projects and collaborations. What have been some of your favorites that you can talk a little bit about? It's really hard to choose favorites. Um, there's been a couple experiences that do stand out to me though. So last summer, and I always judge my experiences because sometimes like when you get that email, you know, inviting uh-huh. you to a trip or something like that, nailing down the contract, I will like jump for joy and my family can attest to that. I'll get an email. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> um, so last summer I got to go to Palmetto Bluff with Draper James for their fall shoot. Uh-huh which was one of the most beautiful places I've been. It was stunning. Everyone on the team was so great to work with. It was so much fun. And all the girls that went on the trip with me were great. Um, And it was a really great experience, especially because I had gone there before. My friend Cam, that I mentioned earlier, he actually Mm -hmm. worked there the one summer that I was visiting. So we went there paddleboarding, and I was like, I need to go back. It's so beautiful there. It's actually where Justin Bieber got married. Yeah, Yeah. I've been there before. It's beautiful. It's It's so nice. So I had always wanted to go back and stay there. So when I found out the trip was there, I was super excited. Um, A couple other experiences I've had, KJP always has wonderful trips and it never Mm -hmm. feels like you're working. Such a great family and a great brand. Um, Vineyard Vines, I went to the Oceansbury Cranberry Bog with them this fall, which was such a unique experience and definitely one of the things that stands out for me. It's just so great being able to go with these companies that you know, really appreciate the relationship they have with you and develop it and you feel important to them. And you've always aspired to like work with these brands and then you go and it's just a a surreal experience. And I'm so lucky to have had them. Those all sound like really cool, fun experiences. Yeah, they're very fun. That's awesome. So I guess on the other side of that, you know, what are some challenges that you face uh, with blogging in general or um, really anything? What are some of the greatest challenges? I think because I started blogging at such a young age, uh, one of the biggest trends that I've had, or sorry, um, problems that I've had is trends happening with your friends and things Mm -hmm. like that. You know, when you're young, you're so susceptible to what all of your friends are doing and what everyone at school is doing. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it was hard to just be true to myself and stay, you know, I knew my style from a very young age. So it was always those times where I'd be like, oh, well, is this what I, I do like? Like questioning myself. And I think just having grown up and having that confidence, like I get girls messaging me all the time being like, you know, I want to wear this, but all of my friends are wearing this and I feel strange wearing what I want to wear. And it's just a thing where you just do your thing and you'll be happy, you know, and you'll develop Mm -hmm. that confidence and things like that. So I feel like that's something that I've struggled with just because when I was younger, but now I'm very confident in my style and things like that. Um, And another thing that has been challenging for me is just living in Buffalo because we get things a lot slower here. So I feel like the blogging industry is so developed in other places and there's big communities of it and a lot of things Mm -hmm. like that. But in Buffalo, it's just starting to develop. And I've met so many great women that have been blogging in Buffalo that I'm super excited to get to know better. Um, But I'm just excited for Buffalo to kind of start getting more of that industry and understanding influencer marketing and a lot of things Mm -hmm. like that, because a lot of local businesses don't really use it yet and utilize it. Okay. So I'm just kind of excited to hopefully see some growth in that realm. And because I do plan on staying in Buffalo for a little while. Um, Okay. 
so I just that's been a struggle and of course the weather here it's always cold <laughs> really cold and snowy in the winter so uh-huh. that can get challenging at times but overall I love Buffalo and that's something I do love about blogging is that I get to share my hometown with everyone and hopefully maybe change their mind because I know everyone thinks that Buffalo is just blizzarding all the time <laughs> yeah which speaking of that I mean it must be hard because you know since I work in the industry, I even know that the collections are released so much further than right. when it's actually that season. So I know, I'm sure for you, it's probably hard to shoot spring when you're really in the middle of winter <laughs> yes, still. absolutely. And sometimes we have a beautiful botanical garden here and it's, I'll go there and shoot sometimes if I need something for uh-huh. spring. And it's funny because I walk in in a dress with a parka over it. So it's like very difficult at times, but you know, you get creative and it's kind of fun, you know, shooting in the snow can be very beautiful and magical, but then at times it's also frustrating, especially because like you said, everything's coming out so far in advance and it's not Mm -hmm. even close to spring here yet, but I have to start posting spring content. But that's what I love about traveling too. Like most of the time I'll take a couple trips in the winter so that when I start shooting the spring content, I'm on vacation rather than in the snow, which is nice. Yeah. That's smart. So I guess, you know, going off of that and talking a little bit about collaboration. So what tips do you have for collaborating with brands or other influencers um, or maybe just pitching yourself and your blog in general that someone who's just starting their blog might, you know, find interesting or some tips that they could use? Right. I think every relationship, it's so important that it's organic and makes sense to not only you, but to your audience as well, because you're developing such a strong relationship with your followers. So they begin mm-hmm. begin to know you as a person and they can tell when something is not authentic to you. So I think it's extremely important to have those relationships be organic and authentic. And that goes along with pitching as well. When you're pitching a brand, you don't want to make it generic. You want to say, hey, I love your stuff. I've been wearing it for years. Here's some pictures I've posted in your clothing or accessories and this is how my audience has reacted to it and this is how it could be a beneficial relationship for both of us you know you have to personalize things to every brand you're working with and I think it's always a stronger pitch if you already are wearing the brand living the brand you know what I mean because that's Mm -hmm. so important and then that makes the relationship very beneficial for both of you no, that's really great advice. And, you know, on the receiving end, I get a lot of um, pitches from bloggers and influencers to work with the brands that I represent. And I do always like when, you know, they actually know the brand and they've taken the time and written a pitch specific to that brand instead of just a generic one. And I've gotten somewhere, it's like a completely wrong brand. And I'm like, we yeah. don't have, you know, that style of earring. That's such and such brand. So you right. clearly didn't do your research. I know. And it's funny because when you are coming from the blogger end of it, it's so much easier to work with a brand that you already know and wear and love mm-hmm. because you're just talking about something you already love, you know? So it's yeah. kind of interesting to me when people pitch just very generic because why do you even want to do that? Because it doesn't come across authentic and it doesn't work out for anyone because your followers then don't trust you and the brand is not really having a beneficial relationship from it. So it's just something that being authentic is always important. And I think because I've done it for so long, I've learned the hard way sometimes, you know, you'll say yes to a brand that you're, you know, you think is cute, but you don't really know anything about them or, you know, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a thing where it's more work that way rather than it being just very organic. And it's so simple because you shoot the content and everyone can come, it comes across to everyone as very authentic. So, yeah. 
No, that's all great, great advice. So besides blogging, what else do you like to do nowadays? I know you used to play a lot of sports growing up. Are you still into sports or what are kind of your hobbies these days? The only sport that I play now is golf. So I go golfing once in a while with, um, you know, friends, family, things like that, which I love doing. It's such a great sport to play. Um, But also, we were talking earlier, my family owns a greenhouse. So I love gardening and it's such a happy environment. So I've been working with them a lot to do a lot of their marketing and stuff like that. But also, you know, taking care of the plants and talking to customers and just all mm-hmm. aspects of the business, which has been nice because I was telling you, it was literally snowing on Mother's <laughs> Day here. So when we were in quarantine, it was nice to be in a warm environment with some plants um, and things like that. But other things I like to do, I love to work out. Um, I, my local gym has a great spin instructor run that I love. So I I miss them very much. So hopefully they'll open soon. Uh, I love to take, spend a lot of time with friends. And I also have gotten into film photography within the recent years because normally I'm the one getting my picture taken. So when I've been traveling, Mm -hmm. I found this film camera at a a state sale and I was, I bought it. They didn't know if it worked or anything, but it was a really cute camera. So I was like, oh, you know, I might as well try it out. And it worked really well. So when I travel a lot, I like to take pictures of, you know, different things like Nantucket's so photogenic, a lot of different places are. So it's fun to just kind of see things through different lens rather than, because sometimes I feel like with Instagram, you're just snapping pics so quick and then you snap a hundred pictures on your phone and it's not as special as it would be as if like when you're shooting film, you have to be really thoughtful of everything and it's one shot. So it's really fun to kind of take a step back because I think I take, I have so many pictures on my phone. I'm sure you do too. Um, so <laughs> yeah. it's like kind of nice to just take a step back and be like, okay, I'm just going to take a beautiful picture, relax and take it. It doesn't need to get posted right away. It doesn't need to, you know, get deleted or gone through or edited. It's just, that's what it is. It's the natural beauty of it. So I think that's, that's been, awesome. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do when I travel. That's really cool. I have to look into that now. <laughs> you would, you would love it. Definitely. So what would be a dream brand or business that you hope to work with? Or maybe work with again, if it's someone you've already worked with? Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have worked with a lot of brands that I've really dreamed of from such a young age. Vineyard Vines, Lily Pulitzer, to name a few. But one brand that I haven't worked with that I would absolutely love to is J. Crew. I've been wearing okay. their stuff since I was a kid. I used to shop at Crew Cuts and things like that. Um, So I would love to work with them because I think their brand is just everything that aligns with me. So that's one of my dream partnerships for sure. Definitely. And I love, you know, their style is classic, but it touches on trends and it's also relatively affordable, I feel like compared to a lot of other brands, which is nice. And and you can find it basically all across the country. It's not like you have to go to New York City or Palm Beach to to get your hands on something. Um, it's accessible. For sure. And I think that's a reason that I've always loved it because we in Buffalo don't have a ton of stores. You know, I order mm-hmm. a lot online. We have been getting stuff recently, but that was the one store that we've always had. So it was so fun for me to go in there and, you know, befriend the associates and have my mom went there with me and style things. And it was just so much fun because if you order things online, it's, yeah, you're styling them, but it's a little trickier mm-hmm. to pick things out and say, oh, this outfit would go really well together because you can't see it on yourself. So I think Definitely. they've always just had that, like you said, that touch of trend that I'm looking for, but also remain very classic, which is something that I always tend to navigate towards with my style. Yeah. So, um, you know, since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? I find that preppy is more than just style. 
And I think the preppy style to me is more classic, um, you know, and I think that preppy a couple years ago was definitely trendy. So mm -hmm. I feel like for me, preppy has been just remaining having that classic style and also the lifestyle that goes along with it. Um, I find a lot of yep. things that I do, you know, a lot of the other influencers or people that I follow or have been connected with, we have similar interests. So I find that that mm -hmm. style or, you know, being preppy is also just a lifestyle as well. Yep, that's a great answer. So what's next for you and your blog? Um, I hopefully, like I said, we'll be doing it full time for a while. So I would uh -huh. love to grow more and just kind of develop a lot more. Because I find myself, you know, when I was in school, I would upload a couple of blog posts a week or a couple pictures a week. But I would love to kind of be more consistent and start doing a lot of the ideas that I've had for years that I, you know, just haven't had time for. So just to develop yeah. it more, post more, and just to hopefully grow further. That's great. So final question, tell everyone where they can find you, what your blog um, website is, what your social media handles are, all of that. So my website is belloftheball45.blogspot.com and then all of my social media is at belloftheball45. Awesome. Well, thank you, Abby. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 